0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In these final three days of instruction on his awesome teachings from his nine-day series entitled The Power of Integrity, The Humble Heart, and the Evilness of Pride, Pastor Ray summarizes his thoughts of the prior six power-packed days dealing with integrity, humility, compassion, and true love finalizing his comments with revelation on the sin of all sins, pride. He explains, where humility and love seek only to serve God, pride always seeks to serve self. Perhaps as a revelation to many listeners, Pastor proposes that we can sometimes become so righteous that we become self-righteous and dangerously close to pride itself. Maybe for the first time, many will understand the kingdom principle concerning pride—that with God, the way to the highest place is first to go to the lowest place. A series we all may need to meditate on. Pastor suggests contacting More Than Conquerors Radio for a personal copy of these amazing messages.
1: Unfortunately, some of this some of this pride issue has emanated from the pulpit. I have to say it. Oh dear God, this this is not going to. <laughs> any of my friends here hear this message, they're going to come, come down on me. Some of it is, has just has begun in the pulpit. We're not puffed up, man. We're supposed to be living a low life here, you know, living, living on the low side, not flying high above everybody. We're supposed, to be, we're supposed to be mingling with one another, encouraging one another, building one another, helping one another. That's, that's, see, the, I believe that stuff is a stench in the nostrils of God, we're all puffed up about, and then, and then there are people that are puffed up with knowledge, what they know and how much they know. And man, come on. I don't care how much you know. You know, it's like, uh, get over yourself. I wanna, I've, there's some people I want to look and just say, get over yourself. Just get over it. Is anybody with me back there? Anybody hearing what I'm preaching? Am I preaching too hot and heavy for you this morning? Just get over yourself. <laughs> people trying to one-up one another, you know? Trying to just, you know, prove what they know and prove it to be. You don't have to prove anything. All you have to do is prove that you're Jesus's. And the way you do that is just to live the humble life. Live simply before. Love is not puffed up. Humility is not puffed up. Humility keeps on the low track. Can I read it out of the Amplified, that verse? Are you okay? Is everybody with me? Amplified, verse four. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious, nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant and inflated with pride. It is not rude unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us does not insist, ooh, I like this one. Does not insist on its own rights or its own way. See, a lot of times, see, the flesh wants to be wants its own way. I'm right, and everybody else is wrong. Does anybody know? Anybody know anybody like that? Does anybody like that here this morning? Going once, going twice, going three times. Nobody raised their hand. <laughs> insists on, you know, my way, I'm right. And listen, you've got to watch out for that because that's that's pride. That's it. Pride is a cheater. Pride cheats you out of some really good things. When you always have to be right and you always have to have the last word and you always know better than everybody else, you lose something. You lose beautiful things that you can learn from other people. You may say, well, I've got tons of, you know, uh, years on them or something. You could still learn from people. Is everybody with me? So so, so it says here, um, humility doesn't insist on its own rights or its own way. It yields, it bends, it flows, it goes with the flow. I'm gonna tell you what, you'll live your life a whole lot more successfully, a lot happier when you learn to just go with the flow. And most of the time we don't go with the flow because pride is making us put up this barrier. Come on, humility just goes with it. Even if I don't understand it, even if I don't agree with it, whatever it be, I just humble myself and I go with it. For the good of the group, did you hear what I said? For the good of the group, it does not insist in its own rights in its own way. For it is not self-seeking, it is not, oh, here we go. Here's a good one. I love the way they end. It is not touchy. I'm tired of dealing with touchy Christians. Touchy, 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 touchy. What you don't realize is touchiness is a form of pride. Touchiness is something we all got to get over. If you're a touchy person, deal with that thing. You can say anything to anyone. As long as you say it with the spirit of humility and gentleness and love, you can tell them they have body odor. Oh yeah, as long as you tell them with gentleness, sincerity, humility, tell them they have bad breath. You can tell them anything, but you have to do it with the spirit of humility, because anything other than that is going to set people off, and that's how confrontations begin, and that's how people get into all kinds of problems and arguments somebody give me an amen on that so it says it does not insist in its own rights or its own way for it is not self-seeking it is not touchy or fretful or resentful that's another thing we've got to deal with in the body of christ this is the spirit of resentfulness that people get towards other people if somebody hurts you humility says i forgive them if someone has done something to you or maybe you've expected them to do something that they didn't do then true humility the spirit of humility just forgives them and lets them. We've talked about this from different perspectives and different positions, <coughs> but um, it is not resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it and pays no attention to a suffered. It does not rejoice in an injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and anything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person it hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. This is what the Living Bible says. Living Bible says love is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. Woo, did you hear that? It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. If you love someone, you will be a, you'll be loyal to him no matter what the cost. Oh, I could preach on that for a while. If, let me say it again. If you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost. See, we don't want to hear that in the body of Christ. There's so much divorce going on in the body of Christ. Not only between married people, but friendships, relationships, church relations. Divorce, divorce. That divorce spirit is all over the place. Love is a commitment. Say it. It's a commitment. We when you when you when you love somebody, you're committed to them. And this thing about I well, I I'm, I'm I'm not in love with them. I think we put too much of this too much emphasis on this in love stuff. I think we do. That in love stuff blows away in a very short period of time. It then becomes a commitment. Most people think they're in love, they're really in lust. I just have to say it, let me get it off my chest, and when the lust leaves and true love you know the opportunity to really love is there you know to do what Corinthians talks about and to humble oneself in a relationship they up and run away looking for another in lust relationship (laughs) true love the way God says love is that you'll be loyal it has loyalty connected to it you love someone you'll be loyal to him no matter what the cost you will always believe in him always expect the best of him and always stand your ground in defending him glory to God well the question comes you know where is that fine line between you know my own self-dignity and helping and reaching out to others and that's a question that really needs to be addressed and um In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10 and verse 16, Jesus says this. You might want to write this down because I'm going to kind of go through this rather quickly. I don't know how much longer I can preach. But it says here in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10 and verse 16, Behold, Jesus said, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. Well, listen, God's called us to humility, but he didn't call us to be stupid. Just because we're called to humility doesn't mean that I'm a dope. I don't have stupid written across my head and I can't let people take advantage of me and walk all over me and, you know, uh, allow them to do things to me. But the thing is in in all of this is that in every situation, every confrontation, no matter what it is, I'm called to be humble with wisdom. So even though someone may assault my life, I, I don't, I don't go back at them with the same kind of evil, but rather I respond. Well, that's really the key. You see, most people react and a reaction is always going to get you in trouble. Did you hear what I said? A reaction, you're going to, you're going to eat your words when you react to something. What we need to do is to learn to respond to those things in our life, take time to pray, take time to seek God, take time to go back to the Word. Sometimes you just got to take time to cool your hot head, cool your jets, baby, before you respond. Because if you don't, you're going to react and you're going to cause yourself a lot of trouble. So God called us to be humble, but not to be foolish. Listen, there have been things I've learned some tremendous lessons from what people have done to me. I guarantee you they'll never do it to me again. But does that mean I become sour towards people and sour towards relationships? No, I still act with humility towards people, but there are certain things I know about relationships with people, there are certain areas in my life that I will never, ever, ever, ever again open up. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Because God's calling us humility, he didn't call us to be stupid. We don't just just close our eyes and be dumb and just let everything happen. He called us to be as gentle as doves, but as wise as serpents. We ought to be some of the wisest people walking on the, we ought to know how to have relationships, how to create boundaries how to deal with adversity and deal with breaches in relationship. We ought to know because God has called us to be as wise as serpents, not as stupid as doves, gentle as doves, but as wise as a serpent. So God has called you to be wise. So that brings us, that brings us to Matthew's gospel, chapter 5. You don't have to open to it. I'll read it to you. write it down. Verse 38 through 44 <clears throat> And Jesus said here, You have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too give to him who asks you and from him who wants to borrow from you do not turn away and goes on to say for you have heard it said that you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use and persecute so now we we have to investigate the scriptures Jesus mean if someone slaps you just stand there and let him hit you again no we've got to get the essence of what he's saying somebody slaps me, I'm running. I'm going to put up my arms, not to punch him back, but to hold him off. What Jesus, the essence of what he's trying to teach here is that we do not repay one evil by another evil. Don't render an evil for an evil because that, that's just getting into more evil. But rather we, we respond with a heavenly principle and we're not, going to, we're not people of violence we're not people that are going to engage in a fight. Now, now, listen, if someone comes at you to hurt you or your family, you better defend yourself and you better defend your family. If someone comes to, you know, hurt one of my little nephews or my sister or whatever, you better believe it. If they come at her or come at them with something, I'm going to come back at them. I'm not going to just stand there and say, okay, let's turn around now, everybody. And let them beat us on this side. That's not what the... The essence of this is that we are not going to repay evil with evil. The essence of what Jesus is trying to get across is that we're called to a higher purpose. The evils that are done to us, the injustices that we suffer, the persecution and the adversity of men that come against us, we're not going to respond in the like, in like way. In other words, if you, we're not going to do this. If you give me trouble, I'm going to give you trouble. How many of you, you know, I, I remember growing up in my neighborhood, there were a couple of neighbors that fought with each other. And, you know, one would do something, the other one would retaliate and do it back, and they had these wars going on in the neighborhood. But we as Christians, we don't live under that principle, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. If someone, if someone does something to me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to gently, humbly step back and I'm going to pray for that person. I'm going to try to be a blessing to that person. I'm going to try to pray that they would come to their senses and repent from their evilness. And I'm not going to engage in, in, in this activity of trying to get even with them. Did anybody get that? Jesus called me to turn the other cheek, but he didn't call me to lay down and let people walk all over me. He called me to be humble, but he didn't call me to be stupid. I'm not going to submit myself to the principles of the world. I, over my course of time and years in the ministry, I've had people do and say some awful things about me. Some of them don't even know me and yet they've, they've gotten an opinion about me or said things about me. Now, what am I going to do as a Christian? Am I going to stand up and start defending myself? Let me tell you, let me teach you something about defending yourself. The minute you defend yourself in the eyes of that person and everyone with them, you are guilty. Hello, did you get my drift? Jesus is my defense. I don't have to all I've got to do is live the humble principle. All I've got to do is serve God and do what God requires of me. Because when it when it all comes down to it, everything falls and rises on Jesus and what he thinks about me, not what people say and think about me. We've got to come to the place, come on. We've got to come to the place where we don't even care what people think about us. You think good about me? Praise God. You don't think good about me? Praise God. What matters is what Jesus thinks about me. What matters is what God thinks about me. Am I living the godly life? Am I living the way Jesus has called me to live? Does that make sense to everybody in this room? All right. Thank you for those four and a half hand claps. That's all right. Let's keep going. So, so he says, again, at the latter part of that, he says, "You shall love your neighbor. It, you've heard it said, "You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy." Now Jesus is not quoting a scripture there. Uh, some people think maybe that that's a scripture. Really what he's quoting is what was among the Pharisees, the conversation and the belief among the Pharisees of that day. They believed that you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy." And they preached that, and they spoke about that among the people that were following them. Um, really what the scripture says is that you should love your neighbor. Doesn't say anything about hating your enemy. So Jesus, to correct this thing, because you gotta remember that we're called to a higher principle. We're called to the principle of love. Say love. love. We're called to walk the principle of love, which is synonymous with humility. You're gonna sometimes have to humble yourself to really walk the pathway of love. Did anybody hear what I just said? It's gonna be a humbling position and situation in your life to really truly walk the pathway of love so he says verse 44 but i say to you love your enemies what am i supposed to do love my enemies yeah we're to love our enemies so we're to love our enemies bless those who curse you the true test of humility in our lives is when we fulfill verse 44 of Matthew, Matthew's Gospel chapter 5. This is the true test of humility in our life. Can we love our enemies? Do we seek? Now, it doesn't mean that we're not having warfare in our brains about certain situations. It doesn't mean that we're not having a fight and a struggle in our heads over what people have done or said about us. Like I said, I've had this happen to me several times in my years as a minister, and those, you know, those warfares there, I'm constantly battling you know, that anger or that frustration or that sometimes unforgiveness. I've had to battle battle my way through it. But always going back to what Jesus has called me to do and he's called me to love my enemies, to bless those who curse me and, and, and to to do good to those who hate me. And the way I can do that, number one way, is I can begin to pray for them who have spitefully used me or spoken ill of me and put them on the altar of God and just pray for them as everybody with me. So to love our enemies, to bless those who curse us, to do good to those who hate us and to pray for those who spitefully use us and persecute us. So we're called to do that. Why? Because we're we're operating in a higher law. It's the law of love. Let me give you a couple of verses. We'll finish up right here. Write these down. Romans 12, nine through 21. Let love be without hypocrisy. Bless those who persecute you. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Now listen, do not avenge yourself. Do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So even when injustices are done to us, we still walk the paths of humility. Why? Because we don't need to defend ourselves because we have someone that can defend us in a greater way. I would rather have Jesus' defense than trying to defend myself. Is everybody with me? He said vengeance is his, he will repay. In other words, he'll take care of your adversaries. He'll take care of those who have spitefully used you, have talked about you, have maligned you, have discredited you or tried to embarrass you or ruin your reputation. As far as it goes, as far as reputation goes, we have no reputation. My reputation, your reputation is all wrapped up in Jesus. 1 Peter 3, 8. Finally, finally you all be of one mind, having compassion for one another. <coughs> Love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous. <coughs> Excuse me. Returning, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this. That you, Now Listen knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. When we follow the principles of humility, when we walk the true love walk, when we bless those who hurt us, when we pray for those who abused us, when we, when we fight evil with good, God says, get ready because you're going to inherit A blessing, a divine blessing that no man can give you, that you can't conjure up for yourself, that no man can take away from you. Hallelujah. He said, For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their prayers. When we walk the pathway of humility, when we walk the true love walk, which is the humble way, it says that God's ears are open to our prayers. But it says, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. First Thessalonians 5.15, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for others. Let me just give you these last verses we're going to, <coughs> <coughs> this is the promise of God concerning our confrontations. And it says here in Luke twenty-one fifteen: for I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. I love that. Let me read it again. Luke 21, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Psalm 37, 30 says, the mouth of the, of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of justice. So God is gonna give you the wisdom to be able to speak rightly we walk the love walk, we walk the humble way. We walk the pathways of of humility and God has promised in his word that there will be an eternal blessing, a divine blessing that will come back on you and in me because we have chosen to go the way. Of God, can I get an amen from anybody in this house?
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray.